This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to An Animal Saved My Life. I'm Rocky Kanaka. And on today's episode, we're going to learn about how an animal can save you even when you feel like you've been lost your entire life. We're going to hear from Leanne Red Owl about her horse named Crazy Boy. He helped her feel grounded for the first time and helped her connect to her Dakota roots. Talk to me about your struggles with addiction. I grew up rough. (laughs) Um, My mom is an alcoholic. My dad died whenever I was young. Uh, My mom is full blood Santee Sioux. And my dad is white. Um, I never knew my dad. My mom was an alcoholic, and so I grew up in and out of foster care until I was like 14, 15, and then I finally came home for good. But whenever I came home, I I was coming home to all the bad stuff. I don't know. I I grew up hard in foster care, just wanting to go home, and then I finally go home, and then nothing there. I started using, let's see, it would have been crank and marijuana and stuff early on, about 14 well, there's some personal things that I'm going to share, you know, but I, I share them because I know that my story is is a lot of people's story. And that's why I always try to, whenever I can, I try to share it because I want other women to know that you can have these bad things happen to you, but you don't have to let it keep holding you back. There's a way to live with the things that have happened to you, you know, and still be okay. Because at the age of 14, I was raped. And it was the first time that I I stayed at this girl's house. And it was the first time I ever drank. You know, and, and then a lot of bad things happened. And it was horrible. You know, it was horrible. Like, I just... After everything that I'd been through as a kid, and then to have this happen. And then it was just like... I felt like giving up on this world. So I ended up drinking a lot. And then so I smoking weed and I got and I dabbled with crank a little bit. My mom, she did her best to try to control me, but she couldn't. I ended up getting pregnant at the age of 16. I had my baby when I was 17. I did good for a little bit, you know, until he was about one or one years old. And then I started doing meth. And then by the time I was 18, I was a um, IV user. So how old were you when you met Crazy Boy? I want to say 30. There's a whole big story behind when I met him. I had just gotten out of prison. You know, I've been in and out of prison um, for for meth. I had just gotten out of prison and I, you know, I had it in my mind I was going to do good. And so I got involved in this program. It's called the AmeriCorps program. And the AmeriCorps program works with, you know, your with the local college or whatever, whatever you're going to school for. They try to put you in that kind of job. I was trying to get my A in human services, and so they put me in the, the domestic violence shelter. That's where I was assigned to. But they weren't ready for me yet, and so they put me in a different program here on the reservation, and it was um, the equine therapy. And I 
I knew nothing of horses. I knew, you know, honestly, like I live in Santee on the reservation, but I grew up in Sioux City, Iowa. And so I, um, well, Sioux City, I was like in the country too, but you know, it's like not as country as the reservation. And so I didn't grow up around horses. I did not ride a horse. I probably petted a horse before, you know, and they assigned me to this equine program. I didn't even know what equine was, you know, but what they had me doing at first was that I was working with the horse guy. His name's Doug Widow. And I was helping him like fix fence at people's, um, who had horses on the country, like they were fixing fence for them and just doing stuff for other elders. And then I had been working for them, I don't know, about a week. And then the first time I actually seen the horse therapy, Doug Widow, he had a round pin already set up. He had a client there and he brought his client and this horse into this round pin. And they started talking about the left brain, right brain. Tell me more about that. Um, The left brain, right brain is like, Horses, they connect more with their left brain, and humans okay. connect more with their their right brain. But then there are humans who do stuff with their left brain, and they said that that's why Native Americans are so connected with horses is because they think with like um like a horse does. Wow! Because your left, I guess the left brain is more emotions, feelings, and things like that. You know, and that's, that's like the whole horse world because they can't tell you anything. You know what I mean? Right. We're so quick to shut down anytime emotions yeah, arise. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And so he's explaining all this stuff and, okay, I have um, ADHD really, really bad. And it, a lot of it's from drug use and a lot of it was just from, you know, I think I, you know, born with it or whatever, but. So it's really hard for me to concentrate, right? Like really hard in school and even like throughout my jobs or whatever. But at this very minute, I can still remember, like I close my eyes and I can still remember this round pin and this horse in there and like my whole concentration, like everything. I was so just focused on what he was saying. And it was like everything that he was saying was just hitting me straight to my heart straight to my mind like I just felt everything you know and this horse is running around in this round pen just fill his hooves on the ground you know so I'm like sitting you know I'm sitting on the ground next to the round pen and I'm just like listening like I'm kind of kneeled down listening and it's like I have been in recovery I've been in treatment I've been in and out of prison at this point in time many many times you know and none of it was working for me you know I just was missing Missing something, missing something, missing something. You know, I was like, I just couldn't, couldn't ever get it right. It's even making me tear up when I'm thinking about it. Hmm. And his name wasn't Crazy Boy at the time. He didn't even have a name. And this horse has never been rode before, never. Um, they, they call it green. The horse was still green. And there was other guys who were there and they were all kind of scared of him. And so I, I don't even know to this day what compelled me to. <laughs> somebody who's never rode a horse just I just jumped up and I was like I'll do it wow and so I came in the round pin and you know he already had his saddle on and they helped me on there and they were like just remember to breathe and so I got on him and I was trying to breathe or whatever but I was scared I was really scared and then um, just kind of walked us around in the round pin a couple times both ways and then he let me go I remember whenever I walked up to him I don't even, okay, cause I'm not even, I wasn't even a horse person at this time. So I really didn't know 
anything, but I remember telling him, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to hurt you. You know, I'm not trying to hurt you. That's pretty amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about, um, what at the time you said, uh, crazy boy didn't even have his name yet, but what, what did he look like? What, what's he look like? How big is he? Tell me more about crazy boy. At this time he was two. And so he's kind of, he's kind of now, now he's like, he never got real tall, but he's like stout, like real fat. And, um, yeah. <laughs> he was two years old, but he's still kind of big, you know, um, like, especially to somebody who's never rode a horse. He, he looked big to me. <laughs> yeah. He kind of, he kind of reminded me cause I, I didn't know like the colors of the horses back then. Um, and so he, he reminded me, he had like blonde hair. Okay. You know, he was like blonde and it was kind of long and then he had a star, a white star on his head and then it kind of, and then he had like a, like a little patch on his butt that looked like a like a one or something. All right, so take me back. So you you just let him know you weren't you weren't gonna hurt him. And and what happened after that? Um, Doug, the guy who put me on him, um, after after the ride, he had told me he said that he was scared because you know usually horses they buck right. Usually have issues with them the first time that you jump on them, but he was shocked because. I was the first, the first time I ever rode a horse and the first time this horse had ever let anybody ride him. And he didn't buck, not once. It was like, it was actually a feeling of like flying. Like I, I felt free. It was unreal to me. Like I never felt anything like that before. I never felt the connection that I had with him. Leanne's boss at the equine therapy program saw how hard she worked and how well she got along with Crazy Boy and asked her to stay. And so this whole summer, I stayed with the equine program. And all this time, this summer, this is the first summer that I'm out of prison and I'm fighting to stay clean. Like I'm, I'm giving it all I got because everybody around me is still using, still drinking. I'm walking into my mom's house and you know, my niece is in my bedroom, on my bed, smoking meth. You know what I mean? Like, that's how bad it got. And and so I'm struggling here. Like, But what's keeping me alive, what's keeping me sober is this program. Because I go there from sunup to sundown. I'm there all day, every day with those horses. Like, cleaning, brushing, um, whatever, whatever I have to do. You know, like, clean out those stalls or whatever Doug wants me to do with the horses. And that, that alone is what kept me clean. And a relationship with the horse Crazy Boy helped her the most. I was there with him every day and I didn't know anything about anything. So I used to just put on his lead rope and I would just walk him around in the round pin until he just started following me around. Wow. And now, uh, Whitco is, that's Crazy Boy's name, right? Can you tell me about that? Um, his name is Wiko Hokshida, and that's Crazy Boy. And I named him that not because he's like wild and crazy. It's because I named him that because there were times where he did goofy stuff to me. Like, remember how I said he used to walk behind me all the time? Yeah. Well, he would walk behind me and he would push me along with his nose. And he would just stay behind me and just push me along with his nose. Or um, sometimes, like, I would get him saddled up and I would go to jump on him. And he would lay down on me. Oh, he no. Yeah, if he if he didn't want to go on if he didn't want to go out of the pasture and go on a ride, he would just lay down and just lay there. <laughs> 
So he, he used to do like crazy stuff like like that to me. And so I just started calling him crazy. Crazy boy. All right, right after this break, we're going to learn about how Leanne's relationship deepens with her understanding of Dakota culture. So Leanne spent her summer with Crazy Boy, and when the program was over, the head of the therapy program gave her the horse. Leanne was able to get closer to not only Crazy Boy, but also her own roots. Could you tell us a little bit about that importance of of horses to Native American culture? Horses are a huge part of our culture. Like, they say that they came over with the Spaniards, but there's a story, there's an old story Okay, because they call horses Shunkawakan. That's um, that'd be like sacred dog, and that's because there's a there's a thing on their hoof that kind of looks like a dog's. But anyways, it it goes like this: that before white people came, that we had horses, but they were small, like dogs, and they used to help us. And they told us that they were leaving. They were going to go away for a while. Whenever they came back, that they were going to be more powerful, more strong. They were going to be able to help us live, help us hunt, protect us, and heal us. And then that's whenever they came back. Spaniards or whatever? Yeah. Say they brought them. Anyways, so they have been part of our culture for a very long time. They're a huge part of healing. They're a huge part of bringing us together. You know, I'm, I'm on the Dakota 38 ride. That is a 16-day ride in December. It starts in Lower Bro, South Dakota, and it goes all the way to Mankato, Minnesota. 16-day ride in the dead of winter, and it's because we want to bring honor to the Dakota 38, 38 Dakota warriors that got hung in 1862. It was the largest mass hanging in United States history. After the United States government had failed to compensate the Dakota people, according to a treaty, the Dakota people fought back. The conflict ended when the U.S. Army executed 38 Dakota men. And after that hanging, they marched all the elderly, the mothers, the grandmas, the children, they marched them in the snow for miles and miles. And so we, we, ride, we ride horses, we go horseback for 16 days to bring awareness to what had happened. And so that first year that I got this horse, that I got Wiko, someone had mentioned to me that they've been doing this for you know years before I even started riding horses. And I was like, oh my, I have to do this. You know, I have to, I have to go on this ride. And so me and my horse, the first year that he became mine, that summer he, I met him, he became mine. And that winter we went on the Dakota 38 ride for the first time. And that was like eight years ago. And we've been going every year since. Okay, so tell me about the first time you did that. Was it hard? What did it look like? Oh my gosh, that first year. You know what? I've been going all these years and there is no snow like that first year that I went. Like it was freezing. My eyelashes were frozen. I, um, it was cold. We were out there riding horses. Like, but when you're out there in the middle of it and you're like riding and it's cold, it's like your body just, warms itself up and I don't know if it's either the creator or the fact that you're doing something for your people um, yeah makes you feel like you don't even feel the cold or something but I don't know how we do it every year but we do it this tradition helps Leanne stay grounded and it helps her stay sober I still have a lot of family who are using and stuff like that and so 
my Dakota 38 family, like, that's the family that I look to for, like, spiritual guidance. Because, um, a lot of them know, they know how hard it is to do that ride, and we all come together to do it. And it's just so many, so much positive energy, the camaraderie, just, um, meeting amazing natives. You know, every year there's always new people coming, and so it's just, it's awesome. Did you always, growing up, did you always want to reconnect to your roots, or is that something that you didn't want to be involved with? I, I never knew I never knew what a reservation was like I never knew that I knew my mom had brought us here before I remember uh, different parts of it whenever I was little but I never knew that no one said that this is a reservation you know what I mean yeah. um, and so it's really hard for me because whenever I was in my white foster care um, homes you know I look native like I have features of being native you know I have the dark hair um, but I have features of being white too. Like I'm light skinned. I have freckles. Um, and I go to, you know, the white schools and I'm treated different. Me, my brother, my brother, we had different fathers and my brother like looks native. He's dark skinned, dark hair. And so we both got picked on a lot in elementary school. Like we had to fight a lot in elementary school. And then whenever we can't, and then whenever I came to the reservation around natives, I was cast it out there too so I never really had a place where I felt like I belonged. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. So you had said that uh when you met Crazy Boy you were you were working to stay clean. It wasn't easy obviously that it's one thing to make a decision but then to actually follow through with it especially when you have so many outside influences is really hard. Did did Crazy Boy help you? I want to say that he saved me. You know, he gave me Working with these horses gave me a whole nother life, like taught me things about myself, like taught me patience. He taught me, you know, he taught me responsibility, just a lot, a lot of stuff about myself, you know, because a horse ain't going to put up with your attitude. (laughs) 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 You treat a horse wrong, they'll put you on the ground. You know what I mean? (laughs) So you have to, yeah, so you have to be right um, because they always say your horse is a mere image of you. So however you're being, your horse is going to play that play that out. So you always have to go with a good mind and a good heart. Whenever I said I wasn't, I'm not going to hurt you, like those, those words kind of like throughout these last years that I've had horses, I've kind of just lived by that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Coming from someone who's been hurt so many times and I've seen so many things that have happened to so many different people, you know, and it and. Horses are kind of like that, you know, you don't know where they came, they don't, you don't know where they come from, you don't know their past, they don't, you don't know what they've been through, and so a lot of them have been mistreated, and a lot of them, you know, have their own issues, and so to make that clear of, like, you're not trying to hurt them, you know, is like something that's really important to me. Yeah. Like, whenever I'm around horses, I don't feel like, um, like, my mind goes a mile a minute. You know, like, cause I have ADHD. And, but whenever I'm around, yeah. whenever I'm around horses, like I'm around him, it, my mind doesn't do that. I'm calm. I'm really calm. Do you have a stronger sense of connection to your roots now? Yeah, I do. Through the Dakota 38 ride that I told you about that I went on. Yeah. It was crazy because the second year that I went, there was this lady there doing genealogy and she did mine. And come to find out that we are direct, that my family, we are direct descendants of one of the 38 that got hung. 
His name is Makia. Wow. Yeah, his name is Makia Inaji. And he has become a huge, huge, like, I want to say hero in my life too. And it's all because of this horse that I've met that I was able that this horse has opened up a door to my life and it had and I was able to learn about myself I was able to learn about my people I was able to learn about my heritage my blood and I was able to heal myself all through this horse now I have four kids and my baby that I just had I named her after our ancestor the one who got hung her name is Makia Inaji Wien and that stands in the cloud woman yeah, so and I named I mean, Yeah, so it's like it's everything every it's all everything in a circle. You know what I mean? And, and it all and it all goes around this horse. How how has your life changed since you met Crazy Boy? Oh man, it's it's it, I I completely did a 180. I was kind of like biting all the time, aggressive, mad at the world. And it's like now I'm <laughs> I listen to country music, you know, wear cowboy boots and I have land down here on the reservation. Um, and I, I have seven other horses. By the time I met my horse, I was in so much pain. My son that I had whenever I was 17, he died in 2008. Just, I, you know, from carrying all this stuff throughout my life, you know, and then my son passing away. And then I had, I had another son and I went, I went back to prison when he was one years old. And I, this was, this was the reason why I wanted to get clean was because I felt like the creator gave me another chance, gave me another son. And, and then I went to prison and I messed, you know, I felt like I messed it up and I felt like something bad was going to happen, you know? And so whenever I got out, I was like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm doing this. I'm done with meth. I'm done with, you know, that life. I want to get it together for my son. Then this horse comes along and I've been clean and sober ever since I met him. This horse just brings me so much joy. If you could talk to crazy boy and he could understand 100% of what you were saying, what would you tell him? Oh my God, you're going to make me cry. (laughs) Um, I would thank him for, um, I would thank him for saving me. I would thank him for teaching me. You know, they said that we teach the horses, but it was, I, you know, he, he taught me. He taught me how to live and he taught me how to love and and he helped heal me. You know, he had the patience and and I would just thank him. Leanne, what, what do you think Crazy Boy would say to you? probably tell me that he knew I could do it like that horse like he was pushing me in the back you know uh, I was walking in front of him and he was you know telling me to keep going you know keep going you can follow Leanne Red Owl on Instagram at Lee Red Owl 04 that's L-E-E-R-E-D-O-W-L-0-4 Thanks for listening, and make sure you subscribe to the podcast for more stories about animals that save us. I'm Rocky Kanaka, and this is an Animal Save My Life.